0: Welcome to the Be Still My Soul podcast. This is Pastor Ray Brandon bringing daily encouragement to the church. We're going through the Gospel Project, and we are in Unit 20, Session 3, Day 5, reading from Romans Chapter 8, verses 1 through 6. In Romans 8, verse 1, there is an amazing, amazing phrase. It just simply begins with uh, this Particular phrase. Now, therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There is no condemnation. For those who are in Christ Jesus. That is an amazing thing. And as you uh, think about this on this this day, whether this is your Friday because you have a a Sunday night group or maybe um, this is your um, Saturday or weekend that you're listening to this. Think about that if you're a believer in Jesus. You are born again. Jesus said this, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Um, It's not enough to say, I belong to the church. I go to the church. I'm a good person. I know about God. Um, There are thousands upon thousands of nominal Christians who show no signs of being born again Having the condemnation of God lifted, having that joy in their salvation because that has been gifted, given to them by Jesus, their Savior. Um, Many of these uh, um, signs or tests are listed in the first epistle of John and J.C. Ryle. Who was a a pastor from eighteen? Lived from eighteen sixteen to nineteen hundred. Um, he preached a message, and I think it's a wonderful thing to read and listen to to sermons. It's certainly it's a wonderful thing to I have to have this caveat. It's a wonderful thing to listen and read to to to, to messages and to sermons. They don't replace the Sunday sermon and being physically present um, for that that time as the church is is gathered. But it certainly is a good practice and a good discipline to read and listen to, to sermons. He preached a sermon, and it was six marks of a born-again Christian, someone who truly knows that they have no condemnation, um, in that their sin has been lifted because they are in Christ. Um, first, he said this, there's no habitual sinning. In other words, they are putting to death sin. 1 John 3 verse 9 says, whoever is born of God does not commit sin. Um, in chapter 5, verse 18, it says, whoever is born of God sins not. Um, this is not talking about that they never sin, but they are not giving a place to repetitive um, um, sin in their life where they are continuing in, in sin. In other words, um, they don't have this pet sin that they're holding close. It doesn't mean that they don't struggle with sin. Um, it doesn't mean that they don't come back at times for sin, but they they truly have experienced the power of sin that is broken and they are confessing sins. They're taking those steps to guard their life. Um, They are they're in the word uh, of God. Um, Second, he says that um, John wrote this, whoever believes in Jesus Christ is born of God, 1 John 5, 1. So someone who's born or regenerated believes that Jesus is the only Savior that can pardon their soul. He's the only person appointed by God the Father for this very purpose and very task. And beside him, there is no other savior. There's no other way. Um, and he sees in him or herself absolute unworthiness. Full confidence comes from Christ and trusting in him and him alone. Um, and, and, and that's the second mark. The, the third mark that he that he um, JC Ryle gives is practicing right righteousness. John, in his uh, letter, 1 John chapter 2, verse 29, he says, everyone that does right is born of him. So there's not only this uh, eschewing sin and putting to death or mortifying sin in, in a person's life that is truly born again, but they are seeking uh, to do what is right to do what is right so a man or a woman that is regenerated another made alive is saying my life is not my own I'm I'm setting it aside we call this holiness and I'm endeavoring to live a life that is on purpose towards a goal according to God's will and that life does things does particular things that please God and they avoid things that God hates because God is savior he is Lord and, and this person has this desire to continually to look at Christ, um, as the example, as well as the savior and prove to him or herself to be Christ's friend by doing whatever he commands. There's always a knowledge that we fall short. There's always a knowledge of imperfection. Um, we are always aware of this indwelling corruption. That's this, the idea that we're not finally there. We're not finally made whole. Um, but we are working. So we're empowered by, our our salvation that is brought to us by Christ um, in order to do the things that God has called us to do. And, and I would say as well that we are encouraging others, we are encouraging one another, as, as the scripture says, to love and good works, to strive uh, for this kind of righteousness that God has brought in us by Jesus Christ. Fourth, John wrote in 1 John that they're loving other Christians. How important this is. John says in chapter three of his letter, We know that we have passed from death to life because we love our brothers and sisters. You know, I think in, in this age where it's an age of anonymity, of distance, of isolation. I would love to see us as a church revive this idea of calling each other brother and sister. Hey, sister. Hey, brother. Um, we truly are the family of God, and a man or woman who's born again has a very special love for true disciples of Jesus, has a very special love, is the bride of Christ, loves the groom that is Christ, and loves those that make up the body of Jesus. Um, like like the Father in heaven loves loves everyone with a general love. We have a general love for the entire world, but there is a special love for those that share in Christ. Um, there is a special love um, for those that have been called of God and called his His own. And we're we, while we love those, and, and and we ought to, and I have friends that don't profess Christ as Savior, I, I love them deeply, but I am never at home in their company like I am at home with those that are members of my family in Christ. Fifth, fifth in J.C. Ryle's sermon and in, John's epistle, 1 John 5 4. Um, John wrote whatever or whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. So a man or woman who is born again does not use the world's opinion as his or her standard of right and wrong. In other words, you'll hear this over and over again, um, the idea of being on the right side of history or there's a standard of right and there's a standard of wrong. Um, in our world today it's no longer relevant Well, you do what you want as a Christian, and and this person over here can do what they want as someone who is atheistic, or agnostic, or Buddhist, or Muslim, or Hindu. It's all the same. No, they're they're actually, the world is pressing on ideas and ideologies um, that uh, are standards of right and wrong, and they are calling people to conform but someone who is born again does not conform to the world's standards it does not conform but rather he overcomes the the pressure of the world and even his own pleasure in things of the world and he overcomes by finding more happiness more joy in Christ and what happens is the things of the world begin to see begin to seem foolish and un, unworthy Um, of that person. Why? Because the glory of God shines brighter in their understanding. They understand that God is worthy of more praise than man's praise. They don't fear uh, offending mankind. They're sensitive, they're loving, but they don't fear offending mankind more than they fear offending a holy God who has saved them. Uh, So, We we look at that 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 is one that is so important and a a very important test of a follower of Jesus. Uh, Finally, sixth, John wrote that um, he keeps himself pure in First John chapter 5. he keeps himself pure. A man or woman that is born again is careful of his own soul. He tries not only to avoid sin but to avoid everything which may lead to it. This is tricky. this is you have to be careful because um, we are not to uh, forbid what the Bible doesn't forbid. We have to be careful that we don't fall into legalism, um, which is not a a ditch that we are close to in in our Christian culture or in our culture. Um, Our the ditch that we're closer to is is complete license. Do what feels good to you as long as no one gets hurt. But this is a warning that we need to heed. um, That we need to be careful of our walk and our own soul and avoid the things that might lead us. Us to in, We know our weaknesses and we, we know our own heart um, that evil is close by, that the devil is one that seeks to destroy. He wants to devour us. And so we need to be careful. We need to live like a soldier in enemy country, constantly with our head on a swivel, um, wearing the armor that God has given to us to be protected against temptation. We need to be diligent, watchful, humble, prayerful, in, in order to continue to walk with God. So these are the sixth tests, the sixth tests of a, someone who is born again. I would encourage you as you go into your weekend today that um, you think about these tests of your own soul and be thankful that if you are in Christ, there is therefore now. No condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Support, grieve, and fear are gone. Sorrow for God, those purest joys restored. Be still my soul in change, and tears are past, all safe and blessed. Show me.